welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. Uh, today we are talking about sevens and fear. We've been talking about sevens the last couple of weeks. We did an overview. We talked about what they look like in leadership, and we talked about what they looked like on teams. Now we're going to kind of get into a little bit more of the the um, connections between sevens and each of the other numbers on the Enneagram. So we'll do three today, three next episode, three the episode after that. Uh, it's important to note that all relationships have ups and downs. Um, that there is no personality type that is exclusively good or bad for another personality type. No pairing of types is always destined to fail, while another pairing type is always destined to prosper. Uh, Relationships are unique entities that require each participant to be self-aware, humble, and willing to listen, and willing to learn. And, And I say all this because I wouldn't want someone to listen to this podcast or read the blog and then quit their job or end their romantic relationship uh, thinking to themselves, well, after all, Wade said my personality type doesn't work with yours, so we have to end the relationship. I'm I'm not saying that. I am not giving you advice. I am just saying here are some normal uh, pitfalls between these two numbers. Here's some normal ways that these two can excel together. We can utilize our knowledge of personality types to see where a relationship may flourish and where a relationship may need to put in a little bit more effort to stay healthy. So please don't listen to this and then make any rash decisions. So sevens are part of the fear triad, and which is what we're going to look at today. That's uh, fives, sixes, and sevens. Remember, these types are all uh, motivated by this internal fear, this fear that they feel. Uh, sixes are are projecting that fear on the outside. Fives are projecting that fear on the inside. And sevens are asleep to that fear. So it's important to keep that in mind that fear is the main motivator of all of these types as we talk about how they relate to one another. So first up, we have sevens and fives. And this can be an earthy, measured relationship or a really boring and disdainful relationships. Uh, sevens, the enthusiast or epicure, they, they refuse to live in their brain. They refuse to slow down and think. And this uh, this can be really good. This can offer an antidote for the fives' failure to ever exit their brain, right? So sevens are always outside of their mind. Fives are always inside their mind. It can be healthy for a seven to invite a five out of their brain to experience life on the outside a little bit more. Uh, the plans and excitement and energy of a seven can intrigue the five. Seven's internal or eternal optimism can help nihilistic fives to see a bit more joy in life. Seven's insistence on experience and earthly pleasures can help fives to step into their bodies and not feel so uncomfortable in the world as they often do. The shift from mind to body can help eights move towards their health point, which is uh, eight. Sorry, can help fives move towards their health point of eight. Conversely, five's steadiness and thoughtfulness can help sevens to think before they act, reducing their impulsivity and helping them to see the potential benefits or consequences of their actions. Five's ability to see patterns and make logical plans can help sevens to do the same. Approaching their goals and ideas logically can help sevens move towards their health point of five. Five also can help sevens to slow down and pay attention to their internal world, something that's really hard for sevens. When a five encounters a problem, they solve it. When a seven encounters a problem, they run away from it. So fives can help sevens to be less flighty. Uh, Less healthy sevens uh, who can't see their need to slow down and think before they act might find fives to be extremely boring. The two different approaches to problems, solving versus running, can appear quickly. The five will want to solve the problems and answer the questions, and the seven 
will want to continue running from those problems, including running from the fives themselves. These two can fall into the trap of trying to be what the other one wants. Uh, fives examining seven's behavior may attempt to be more like them, which moves them towards their own stress point, which is seven. Uh, sevens go about trying to do everything um, with everyone all the time. Fives might try to keep up and depleting their energy and growing ever more resentful of the seven. So sevens really like to go out and be with people. Most fives tend to be introverted and have limited kind of relational energy. So if, if the five is trying to keep up with the seven, that could lead to a lot of resentment. Unhealthy, arrogant fives might be condescending towards sevens, um, thinking that they are foolish or have a limited intellect. Uh, and this, this can put stress on the seven, right? The seven starts to think that they should be what the five wants them to be, which is boring, right? That's how a seven might interpret it. So in an attempt to appease the five, they cut off their natural joy and their energy and they try to do everything by the book and that moves them towards that unhealthy one space. Uh, I served on a team that had a seven and a five that worked really close together and they balanced one another out really, really well. When we were in work meetings, brainstorming and planning for the future, our five was able to resist the urge to bring that realism in too early and to allow the sevens to dream. He was able to do this because he knew that our seven had a track record of having big ideas. And then once the initial excitement had worn off, she would go to him with help with the execution. Our seven had learned that she could count on the five to help her be realistic when the time came. And then when we would go on these staff retreats or we'd have staff lunches, our five was a bit hesitant to come. He would insist that he had too much work to do. And occasionally that was true, but often he was overprotecting his energy. Our seven saw that and was able to bring the five out of his shell. Through her example of full embodiment and outgoing energy and relational contact, our five was able to open up to all of those things as well. Something as simple as a round of mini golf could fulfill both of them. Uh, and these two were both really healthy examples of their personality types. They were able to see the good in one another which resulted in a very functional relationship, both professionally and so. All right, moving on to sevens and sixes. This can be a secure and exciting relationship or, or a threatening and pinned down relationship. On the surface, it can seem like sixes and sevens are too different to ever work well together. However, that's not always the case. Healthy sevens and healthy sixes can see the good in each other and have a mutually beneficial and rewarding relationship just like any other pair. As I've mentioned several times, sevens think big and they need someone to bring some realism to their plans. Sixes who have this need for security and predictability are excellent candidates for this. Sixes' ability to plan and find the safest, most successful course can help sevens to narrow their focus and achieve their goals, which moves them into that five space. Seven's excitement and zest for life can encourage sixes to take more risks. Once they take those risks and realize that the world didn't cave in around them, they might move to a much more calm and peaceful space of nine, which is the six's health point. If you imagine like a seven is like a hot air balloon and the six is a large stone and the seven can help the six to fly and the six can help the seven to not fly too high. They can kind of achieve this balance and this equilibrium that holds them in a really good, healthy space. Um, sixes are really loyal, uh, and their loyalty to the seven can mean that they will weather the seven's tendency to ghost people, right? We talked about sevens just kind of encountering a problem and disappearing. If a seven has, has or a six has given their loyalty to that person, has really kind of signed on and become on board with the seven, they're not going to let that ghosting take place. 
which would really help the seven to to see kind of what their blind spots are, where they are ghosting people, and that somebody is going to be consistently there for them. This pairing does have quite a bit to watch out for, though. Seven's recklessness and tendency to dive headfirst into whatever presents itself will threaten the six's need for security, planning, and risk management. The fear of going along with Seven's plans, paired with the fear that the Seven might abandon them, can push a Six into pretending to be what they aren't. Um, To appease the Seven, they might play their part and go along with a plan that scares them. They'll try to keep up appearances to appease the Seven, which pushes Sixes into their unhealthy space of three. Sixes' need for security and planning can sometimes make a Seven feel pinned down. They're unable to follow their excitement and their passion. Returning to the analogy of a hot air balloon, if the rock is too heavy, the balloon can't fly. Unhealthy sevens might view sixes as rocks that are far too heavy. Unhealthy overbearing sixes can bring their fears and their need for security into conflict with the sevens' need for excitement. As we've seen, sevens need space to dream big, and sixes might have a tendency to shut that down too quickly in the name of security, and that will deflate the sevens' energy. A seven may try to do what the six wants by being safe and planned and organized as is similar to, to an unhealthy seven with a five. And going into that planning, safety, security, making sure all the questions are answered is, is not in a seven's wheelhouse that pushes them towards that unhealthy one space. It can actually be really challenging for these types to even connect in the first place. Sixes may immediately judge sevens as reckless and sevens might immediately judge the sixes as boring. I had a six on a team that I was leading, uh, and then another leader in our organization was a seven. So so kind of my peer was a seven, and then one of my employees was, was a six. Uh, occasionally, we would have to do projects together, right, me and this other team leader. And I could just tell that they, they never connected. They never uh, saw eye to eye on things. They kind of avoided each other and danced around each other. And when I, when I picked it apart, when I asked questions, when I examined it, found out that the six that was on my team did not trust the seven at all. He had watched kind of from a distance how the seven led his team, and it was it was scary to him. It, it brought up all of that fear of things not being okay in him. And so as a, as a safety mechanism, he sort of just put up a wall and wouldn't engage with that leader. On the other hand, the, the seven had seen how, how my employee interacted on my team, kind of bringing up a lot of the worst case scenarios and helping us plan. And he viewed that as somebody who was who was not fun, right? Who was not pleasant to have around, who was too pessimistic. And so he, kind of in the same way, had written off the six. And this was a shame, and I, I wish that I had had more time to kind of help them to reconcile together, because I think they could have worked really well. They just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. They just both were bringing up a lot of fear in one another. Unfortunately, uh, we never got there. Um, but I, I do wish that we, we had had that time because I don't think that the fear was really rational on either perspective. I don't think that the seven was too irrational. I don't think my six was too boring. I think they just had that gut reaction, that gut judgment that kept them from ever connecting in the first place. And sevens and sevens. This can be an inspiring and fun relationship or a chaotic and critical relationship. Two people who have the same personality type can either repel one another or encourage one another very easily, and sevens are no exception. When two sevens are in healthy space, it can it can be a whirlwind. And for those of us that aren't sevens on the outside looking in, it seems exhausting, but it can be really 
healthy, and good for both them and for the people around them if they choose to engage. Each seven will challenge the other to dream bigger and to go farther and to try more new things. They'll share experiences and swap ideas and tell stories and match one another's energy. And this can form a great sense of camaraderie between the two. If one seven has lofty, ambitious ideas, the presence of another seven encouraging them and matching their, ex their excitement will result in even loftier, more ambitious ideas. Uh, I worked on a team that had two sevens, and we were never short of excitement and fun and energy. Their energy not only inspired one another, but crept into the rest of the team. They highlighted the best in each other, making one another more focused and moving towards that five space as they got stuff done. They encouraged one another to turn inward and face their fear. It was really great to watch those two work together. However, unhealthy sevens can be very destructive, especially when there's two unhealthy sevens in the same relationship. So we all have blind spots and being with somebody very similar to us can highlight the things that we don't like about ourselves. Uh, something that we see in somebody else might reflect something that is true about us. For sevens who tend to ignore or fall asleep to negative things and fall asleep to their fear, this can cause a lot of trouble when they encounter another seven. A particularly disorganized and scattered seven might experience another seven, healthy or otherwise, and judge that they are too scattered and disorganized without seeing that they themselves are that way. And it might, be, it might be true that the other seven is scattered and disorganized, but they are projecting their own shortcomings onto that seven. This judgment uh, of the other leads them into that hypercritical space, which is that one energy that's very unhealthy for a seven. Now, two sevens might, they might get along just fine. They might get along too well. Their constant energy might feed off of one another, leading to a fast burning and chaotic relationship that becomes less and less thoughtful and less intentional about what it's doing. Two, two unhealthy sevens that are feeding off of the encouragement and support of the other with no self-awareness might chase excitement and novelty to new and dangerous places. Reckless behavior and risky choices and bad decisions might all take place in the mutual pursuit of two unhealthy sevens. So there you have it. That's sevens and the fear triad. If any of this rang true for you, maybe you are a seven or you're in a relationship with a seven or you work with or for a seven and you'd like to ask kind of the more in-depth pointed questions, you can always submit a question either on Instagram or Facebook or email wadeshawcoaching at gmail.com with that question and I will answer it in a future Q&A episode. But if you want to go even deeper into your personality type or the personality type of the folks around you, how those things can be leveraged to help you to meet your goals, I do personal coaching, I do leadership coaching, life coaching, and I also do spiritual direction. And I would be happy to set up a consultation, conversation with you to see if we could work well together. Shoot me an email at wadeshawcoaching at gmail.com and we will get that set up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it means a lot that folks would tune in. As I've said before, uh, I hope that you're enjoying the new silly little theme song. I wrote it for uh, some stock music that I was trying to sell and it didn't sell. So I'm going to use it here. Um, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you're all having a lovely day and we will see you next time. <laughs>